Hi guys, welcome to the uh, second podcast of the year. Um, it's me and David today. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to talk through the season win lines. Um, we're going to go through each team and talk about the over-unders on the Vegas lines. Um, and we're going to have a discussion about what we think. And then obviously at the end of the podcast, probably go through any of our recommended tips. Uh, so without further ado, we'll make a start. Uh, we'll start with the Atlanta Hawks. So uh, Dave, what have you got there, Mass, this year? I have got the Atlanta Hawks at 50 wins. Yeah. You went with 52. Uh, we think there's going to be a drop-off last season from their uh, win percentage of 73.2%. Obviously, they won 60 games last season. Um, I just can't see that being as high this year. Um, they've lost a couple of players. Um, Damari Carroll's obviously gone to Toronto Raptors and Antich has gone abroad. I don't think Carroll's going to thrive as much in Toronto as he did in the Hawks system. Um, however, he's still a, a bigger loss to the Hawks than, than he's a gain to Toronto, and I think their line will come down, especially with the East uh, becoming stronger this year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so um, one of the uh, pickups they've had this year, probably one of the most underrated, I think, in the NBA, is uh, Thiago Splitter. Obviously, Splitter's played for the Spurs um, for the last few years, and he's used to the, the type of system that the Hawks uh, adopt. Obviously, uh, Budenholzer worked underneath Popovich at the Spurs. So I think that the Hawks really last year lacked a bit of front court depth, and also they struggled with a lot of rebounds. Um, so with Al Horford potentially being able to play in the four this year rather than the five, I think Thiago Splitter at the Hawks is a, a really great um, summer signing. Uh, like you said, though, I think that they're going to drop off. They're not going to have the same season this year. Um, but I do like that that acquisition. The loss of Carroll is is a big loss. Um, also, the Southeast Division this year is going to be a lot stronger. So we don't think there's probably going to get as many easy wins in that division. Um, the biggest so, line is at forty nine point five, though. Um, well, we've both got it slightly over. Uh, myself at fifty, you at fifty two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably play the overs if we have to choose one, but probably not a massive angle. I think looking, looking down at our season totals list, there's certainly some bigger disparities from the Vegas line that we think could be a potential angle. Um, as you said, if you forced, to, forced us to make a pick, we've both gone for over, but we're pretty close to the line there. I think especially with things like injuries and, and things like that, could be quite a tight one. Yeah, um, obviously right. the Hawks have got some important players. Um, you know, if we if they lose Horford, um, and particularly people like Carl Korver, Schroeder, Schroeder might not have such a good year as he did last year. Um, but having said that, that their acquisition of Splitter um, is something that will improve the front court drastically. Yeah, and obviously the way that they play their basketball in the regular season on a night-by-night -night basis tends to give them an edge. Um, you know, they share the ball well. They all play 30 minutes tops, um, which keeps, obviously, a lot of their players fresh throughout the whole year. So they are a good regular season team. Obviously, they struggled in the playoffs last year. Um, but in terms of regular season wins, they tend, to, well, we think they're going to tend to fare quite well. Right, moving on to the Boston Celtics. The Vegas line um, is at 42.5. Um, Dave, you've got 39 at the moment. I just don't... Well, 
obviously it's very very similar to the Vegas line. I think slightly under. I think they've been slightly overrated by Vegas. To be honest, I'm just getting their ins and outs. I've lost it. Here we are. Um, Brandon Bass, I think, is is a bit of an underrated player, um, especially defensively. And Jared Wallace leaving uh, brings a lot of energy on a night by night basis, which you do need um, to succeed in the regular season. However, the acquisition of Johnson and David Lee does give some much needed bolster into the front court. Um, problem is, I just think there may be a season too early. It's still a young team, and I think this year might come a little bit too early to uh, break the 40 win barrier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as we said earlier, the Eastern Conference is a lot stronger this year. Um, so, the you know, the night-by-night easy wins aren't going to be as often. Um, I think it's widely considered Brad Stevens probably one of the best coaches, best young coaches in the NBA. Um, and he obviously has a really... A good relationship with a lot of his players. Um, Boston doesn't have one particular star. Um, it has a lot of good role players. Has a lot of point guards in their in their roster. Um, obviously, they're hoping for a big year this year from Marcus Smart, um, a rookie last year, and hopefully going to progress to become one of the best point guards in the league. Very good defensively. Uh, like you said, Amir Johnson, David Lee is going to help their front court. They've got obviously got a lot of strength now in the uh, in the four and five. Um, it's a very good front court with Sullinger and um, Linick is a young player that I do like. Yeah. Um, Zeller has potential as well. Yeah, good rebounder. Problem is, health with David Lee yeah. is always a big issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what what's he actually going to offer at this stage of his career? They're paying him fifteen and a half million a season as well. Yeah, I mean they had to obviously Golden State um, had to try and get him off their books. Uh, Boston, yeah, it's a lot of money to pay, but I think that they've got so many picks in the next few years. They were looking to try and get someone that's going to improve them now rather than consistently getting good young players in. Uh, the experience as well of David Lee and Johnson is going to help the young players. Um, I've heard Sullinger's lost a lot of weight over the off-season, so that might uh, make him a, a, more, a better player, adding more to the team. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got them at 41, so I agree. I think slightly under. Um, I think Vegas might have overestimated their abilities after a really, you know, a very good season last year. No one expected them to make the playoffs, and they did. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs again this year, but only just. Um, I think so we're looking at an eighth, thirty-nine wins for an eight seed. Yeah, potentially. yeah. I mean, Brooklyn got in last year with thirty-eight. I think they'll make it. I think they'll get up to about forty or forty-one wins, and probably scraping at the eighth seed. I think their division is. Ever so slightly underrated as well. I don't think the Knicks are going to be as bad as people say. No. Um, nor the 76ers. So I don't. There's not as many gimme wins as perhaps there was last year to bolster their total. Yeah, I agree. Um, right, moving on. So sticking with the same division, the Atlantic division, we've got the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the Vegas line is, is at 28.5, and I'm feeling pretty confident about this one. I, I, I think these are going to go under. Um, I think the Brooklyn Nets are a bit of a disaster of an organisation. Um, they picked up 38 wins last year. And they weren't I don't pick- know how they picked up 38 wins last year. No, not particularly uh, pleasing to watch. Um, often provide a, an easy win to our Chicago Bulls, but yeah, they uh, 
they somehow got in the playoffs last year. But having lost um, a few of their players, obviously Deron Williams has gone to the Mavs. Um, and Alan Anderson's a, a you know a sharp shooter. I think key, they will miss his three point shooting, particularly off the bench. Um, as you said, Deron not played his best basketball in Brooklyn. However, I, I don't think it was as bad as people say. It's just compared to the contract he was signed for, it was obviously a huge letdown. Yeah. Um, needless to say, though, that is still a loss, particularly when you look who they're bringing in, the likes of Bargnani, who I, I just think is absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Um, there's still, everyone keeps on about the potential and there, there was potential there. However, you know, he, he's in the middle of his career now and he's just not showing it. No. And, and he's not someone I think is going to help, help the win-loss column too much yeah. in terms of wins. Uh, to be honest, I think he's got his contract. I just don't think he cares enough to grind it out night in, night out. And, and looking at the other acquisitions, Donald Sloan's not a bad pickup. You know, he's a cheap pickup from Indiana. He's a player I do like, but he's not someone who's going to get you 30, 40, 50 wins over the course of the season. Um, yeah, and I, I, think, just... I think Brooklyn uh, is going to really be dependent on Lopez's health. Um, you know, if Brook Lopez stays healthy, then I think that they could probably reach that over maybe just. But if you look at previous years, he never he never stays healthy for a whole season. I think without him, uh, they've got no real scoring power. I mean, Joe Johnson, he's coming to the end of his career. I doubt how much he actually cares anymore. Um, might be someone I think, oh, that contract is massive. Yeah. But I do think that is someone they may try and shift or a contender may be interested in yeah. potentially at some point in the season, especially if there's an injury to you know, a small forward or a shooting guard. You know, something that they you know, especially if they trade away him, then they're gonna really struggle to put points on a nightly basis. Yeah. I think that, you know, uh, a contender come February time in the in the All Star break might look to uh to pick him up. As you said, it's a big contract but he does help the scoring element of your team, and if again, if they lose him, then they they are uh, they are scuppered. So yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good about this one about the unders. I don't, I don't know what you think, but I, I, I almost concede that they're not much better than the seventy sixers. They're certainly in a worse place yeah. going into the future. Um, but to be honest, I think the Knicks, Celtics, and Raptors will feast on them, which will boast bolster their. Um, season totals and I, I just can't you know we've both got the Nets significantly under their line uh, with an by an average of four and I think that's something that we will definitely play this year yeah um, right moving on to uh, still in Eastern Conference uh, first five first five teams six teams all Eastern um, is the Charlotte Hornets um, yeah I mean we've obviously got to slightly probably adapt what we think about these because of the MKG uh, injury that's obviously recently happened. Um, he's blown his ACL um, and therefore he seems like he's going to be out for the whole season. Um, so he was, um, well, he is an elite defender, uh, not a great shooter, but he certainly um, adds so much to their defensive end. Um, I think I saw a stat a few days ago where when he's on the floor, they're uh, plus 32 in efficiency. Um, so, 
They, he is a big part of their team. Uh, with him getting injured, is is a big loss. Last year they picked up 33 wins. Uh, Vegas has got them this year at 32 and a half, so they kind of predict a similar season. Um, originally I was going to go for the over. Uh, I think I might probably go for the slight under now with this um, injury. Uh, I like what they're doing in the preseason. They've had a really good preseason. They're shooting the three a lot more. Uh, Kemba Walker um, seems to be shooting the three with a lot more confidence. I mean, Batum um, is an excellent acquisition for them as well, isn't he? Yeah. I think he's a great young, he's a great player that they've brought in. Yeah. Just hit his prime. Yeah, good um, good perimeter defender, and he can hit the three as well. Um, Al Jefferson, you know, always going to be um, a double-double man, um, and he's going to get them some regular season wins. I don't know. I mean, I think about 32.5 is probably about the right line here. I might slightly go for the under with this injury. What do you think? I mean, our spreadsheet was made... What do we do? It's about two weeks ago. Yeah, about two weeks ago. Um, so obviously, injuries have occurred since then. I'm, to be honest, I'm inclined to. My pick was thirty six. I'm, I'm inclined to maybe bring it down to thirty five. However, yeah, I don't. Uh, I disagree with you on this one. I think I, I don't. I think it's a no play. To be honest, um, but I don't necessarily think they will go into their line. I think they will probably hit around their line. Is there? I don't think there's an angle there, but to me, Charlotte Hornets are a team that I do quite like. They just can't seem to get it together. Yeah. But they, they have got a lot of players that I, I do really like. Al Jefferson's a particular favourite of mine. Um, obviously, they've picked up Jeremy Lin, who is one of the better backup quarter point guards in the league. Um, and with Patoum uh, and Hansborough, I, I think there's a lot quite like them. Yep. Um, right. Probably our favourite one to do is the is our favourite team, the Chicago Bulls. Um, we've got a big big disparity here, really. Um, overhead. Yeah, over. so... Sometimes uh, we could be guilty of the Chicago Bulls tipping them to win the NBA, I think, pretty much every year since you've started the blog. Yeah. Uh, Let's hope they can do it this year. Hasn't worked out too well, but... Yeah, rest assured there there will be uh, we will be backing them again this year. So um, um, you've got them at fifty seven. Um, what you uh, what are you thinking then? Good season, obviously for the Chicago Bulls. I think um, I think they, they last year they won fifty games, uh, thirty three in their conference, and, and only eight and eight in their division, uh, and they dropped fourteen at home, which is something you've you do not associate with the Chicago Bulls. Obviously, there's a new coach there, um, and I think he's got them playing excellent basketball. Um, I just think this year, it's a fifth, their, their line is way too low. Uh, you know, there isn't much of a uh, change in roster. Uh, Nazir Mohamed, fan favourite, has obviously gone. Uh, but I mean... They've they've brought they've drafted a, a guy called Bobby Portis who I, I think's had an excellent preseason. He's, there's definitely minutes there for him. I just I just think um, what the, what's the line at fifty three and a half? I, I uh, forty nine and a half. Sorry, I think that's way way too low, um, and I think balls will sail over that. I can't see them winning less games than last season. To be perfectly honest. Um, 
and I think it's probably my favourite angle of of all the uh, lines out. To be honest, I think Rose is looking healthy this season, albeit the broken cheekbone, all to bone. Um, Gasol is still putting up brilliant numbers. McDermott's emerging as a player that will crack the rotation. Uh, Miritic is only getting better. Butler, I, I think, is obviously a great player. Snell was improving. Um, I think they're a serious force this year. And Hoiberg, I think Hoiberg was the reason the line was a little lower um, at 49.5. But I think they're adapting to his system well taking a lot of threes. Um, he's managing the minutes well. Noah's coming off the bench, it looks like, to bring some energy for the second unit. I, I think they'll comfortably, comfortably go over 50 wins this year. What, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think they're going to be a better team, ultimately, with Hoiberg in charge. I think that the Thibodeau era had come to an end. I think he'd worked players into the ground. Um, you look at Noah with his problems, and you look at people like Luol Deng, uh, the heat now, um, but I Can don't. You explain why you had them at fifty, Adam. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I think that in terms of their pre, in terms of their regular season wins, I'm not sure Hoiberg's actually going to help too much. I think that he's going to be far more willing to rest players and give them uh, nights off according to what they've been doing. Uh, whereas Thibodeau, as we know, works uh, players into the ground. I think Butler's minutes are going to go down. I think that Rose is going to be. Always a big question mark. Uh, we know Dunleavy's going to be out for the next few weeks. Um, we're not sure when he's going to return. and he, We know he's a big loss to the Bulls. Um, so I just think with their health, there's a lot of question marks. Um, I like their front court depth. I like Bobby Portis. I think Gibson may well be traded, but if he does stay, I, I really like our depth. Um, but I, I don't think that to get up to 55, 56 wins, you have to be an elite team. And I'm not sure I put that Chicago team in that bracket at the moment. You know, if we're, if we're putting them up at 54, 55, we're saying that, you know, they're, they're one of the best teams in the NBA. Um, they're still obviously going to have to play uh, 14, 30, 20, 28 games against 30 games against the Western Conference. There's not going to be many easy games there. Um, and the Eastern Conference has strengthened a little bit. I think that yeah, I mean, I'd probably slightly play the overs, but I, I think that the line of 49.5 is, is not too uh, not too bad. Obviously, we, we slightly disagree on that one. Uh, right, moving on. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, big, big, obviously, a huge loss to them last year in the NBA Finals. Um, everyone kind of expects them to get back to the NBA Finals this year. Um, they are clearly the best team in the East at the moment. Um, I think Chicago, we probably could say, is the second best. Um, but their season win line with Vegas is at the moment at 56.5, so quite high. Um, we've both gone for the overs. I've gone for 59 wins. Um, I think that um, they are going to be a very powerful team this year. With, this, with the re-signing of Tristan Thompson a couple of days ago, uh, they've now got four really top-class front-court players, so they're going to have a lot of depth in their front-court rotation. Will LeBron play as many regular season games this year? I've got a feeling he might rest a little bit more. Um, he's already hinted that he, he, he will take some rest at some point, and it, it really helped his back in particular last year. Yeah, I'm not um, sure that he's going to rest uh, too much. 
I still think that they value that number one seed in the East quite significantly. So I do think they're going to be playing for that as well. Um, they have brought in some players that I quite like as well. Jefferson, veteran, um, sort of. A, I guess he will play, replace the Sean Marion and Mike Miller that have gone. Um, Mo Williams is a player that I really like as well. And um, obviously with the team that they've already got, maybe, maybe I gave them one one or two wins more than I perhaps should have done. Um, but I think they, they will go over their line. Um, I mean, last year they won only 53 games. I say only. Obviously, that's still very good. Yeah. However, uh, they were a mess before their trades um, that they made. And once they brought in Shumpert, Mozkov and um, J.R. Smith, what did they lose? Three more games the rest of the season? Four yeah. more games? Yeah, very good record. Um, you know, they were 35-17 and 17 in the conference last year. I, I can't see how they lose more than 10 games in their conference, to be honest. Yeah. Um, perhaps maybe lose a couple more divisional games. Eleven and five is obviously an excellent record. Um, they were thirty-one and ten at home. I expect that to be slightly better. Um, and I, I, I do think they'll they will go over their total. Um, I think that'd probably be a smaller play. I like the balls angle a lot better, but that is still something I would consider. Okay. Um, right. Let's move on to uh, the Dallas Mavericks. So first Western Conference team, uh, probably one of the biggest. Um, line changes in terms of their over-unders from last year. Uh, they've had an eventful off-season. Uh, they thought they'd acquired DeAndre Jordan um, and then obviously had that big U-turn and then he went back to the, the Clippers. Only for his mum to call up um, Mark Cuban and say her son wasn't going because he wasn't man enough himself to make the phone calls. Quite amusing. So, uh, they had uh, 50 wins last year. Um, so, which only got them fourth in that brutal division, but 50 wins still. Um, and Vegas has got them as a massive drop-off this year at um, 38 and a half. Uh, I, I like the unders here, but only just. Um, I'd like the unders more had Wes Matthews not come back um, last two nights ago. Sorry, um, very surprising pre-season appearance. Everyone thought he could be out for quite a long period of time still with his Achilles injury, but. He did play about 10 minutes in the last pre-season game. So we're expecting him to start on Wednesday. Um, so there's, there's some big losses there as well um, in, in terms of the team. Um, Chandler, uh, underrated defensive presence. Yeah. Um, I don't know if JaVale McGee... He's, somewhat, he's very talented um, athletically. I'm not sure there's much of a brain there. I think there will be a drop-off from Tyson Chandler. Ellis had a good season last year. I think he will be a big loss. Um, Rondo didn't fit too well in the Dallas side, but um, I, I do think... I'm not sure that Darren Williams is necessarily going to be much of an upgrade on Rondo. Um, and, and Stadermeyer going won't make too much of a difference, though. He... You know, he did provide a few bright spots off the bench in patches last year. Just look at the players they're bringing in. Obviously, Wes Matthews is a, a, a I think he's an absolutely brilliant player. Um, Duron, I'm not sure, to be honest. I think it's not a great angle in terms of lines. I think they will struggle this year and go slightly under. 
not something I'll be playing too seriously, but just looking at their roster and then looking matching it up to the Western Conference, you know, on a nightly basis, you do think how are they going to pick up wins? Yeah, and they're, they're obviously certainly going to drop off from last year. Um, was they get fifty wins last year? Was it? Yeah, uh, they won't. They won't go anywhere near that this year. No, and you've got to remember that they're going to be. They are in the hardest division in the NBA, so they're going to be probably. If you have to say who has got the toughest schedule in the NBA, it would be these teams in the Southwest. Well, of course. I mean, they went a, a cred, credible, really, um, considering the turbulent year they had in terms of personnel last year. They went seven and nine in their division, uh, and twenty nine and twenty three in their conference. I expect them to be way below. 500 in well certainly both to be honest I can't see them having a winning conference record and they're just definitely going to struggle for wins um, in their conference yeah um, and also interestingly while we're on the subject of Dallas I read a report a few days ago about Mark Cuban he, he came out and said which is unusual for a head coach but he came out and said that if they don't get off to a particularly good start this year then he's happy to consider the idea of tanking um, which is quite an interesting thing for a head, um, for a, a chair, GM to say, sorry, not a head coach. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's one of these things to keep an eye on. If, if they don't look like they're so, going to make the playoffs, I think they may well kind of start tanking and get a, a, get a good pick. Yeah, now that you've mentioned that, it could be the best line, potentially only in hindsight, it could be the best line of the year going under. Yeah, I think it's one of those where we won't know until a couple of months in, to be honest. I mean, maybe it could be a small play, um, because if he you know, if he says he, he will tank if he doesn't get off to a fast day, it may be worth the risk of a small play on the unders. I mean, I certainly would never go on the overs. No, oh no, I think it's, uh, if anything, it's unders. Right, let's move on. Um, Prime's trying to speed up a little bit, I reckon. Uh, we've got the Denver Nuggets here. Um, you know, if you look back three or four years ago with George Carr, they were one of the best teams in the West. Um, but last couple of years, they've had a real rough time of things. Um, they've lost Ty Lawson, you know, arguably their best player with Kenneth Freed. Uh, to the Rockets, they've signed uh, one of the best rookies this year in in Emmanuel Mudiay. Uh, they've got big hopes for him. Uh, they've got the Vegas have got the line at twenty six and a half. Now I think that's probably a bit low to be honest. I, I quite like this team. I think they're not gonna they're not gonna want to win this year necessarily. They know they're not gonna make the playoffs. Um, but I think twenty six and a half is too low. I think that they're better than that. You know they've got. They've got the advantage that when they do play, they play at altitude. Usually teams go there on back-to-backs, things like that. It's usually quite a tough place to go. Um, so scheduling-wise, they tend to have a, quite an advantage over some other teams. So I'd probably lean towards the overs here. Yeah, they, they, it wasn't the fortress it once was. No. What did they lose? Two regular season games a couple of years ago at home. Yeah, it was uh, they went 19, uh, What did they go at home? Uh, 19 and 22, which was obviously very poor for for, for what they were used to. Um, obviously, Ty Lawson's a big loss, but I, I don't think their division is particularly good. And there's there's definitely a few wins they rack up there. Yeah. Portland are a mess. Yeah. Timberwolves. Um, I I don't particularly. Uh, they're young and up and coming. I don't particularly rate them too highly right now. Um, the Jazz will be tough, and obviously Oklahoma will be very tough, but. Um, I think aside from Oklahoma, there's there's a lot of winnable division games there. Yeah. Um, and I do 
I think they may be slightly the Ty Lawson loss uh, or trade, should I say, um, to Houston. I think is maybe slightly underrated, though, particularly with the production that Mudiay has made during the season. And you know, Miller, although he's old, he's still a veteran presence off the bench, and you know, there's still players there that I really I do like, which you know, Wilson Chandler, Kenneth Fareed, Gallinari. Um, yeah, I think to be honest, that Vegas have got this. They're, they're being a bit, little bit harsh on Denver, and the, the play of over it will it'll be a small play, something that we'll I think we will probably yep. do. Okay, um, Detroit Pistons. This is probably one team I've actually changed my mind on a little bit, so, having read some articles and and done some research. Um, I quite like Detroit Pistons this year. If you look at the fact they've got rid of Greg Monroe, I think that's going to give Andre Drummond a lot more purpose. He's going to be able to play more minutes, um, dominate the paint more. Obviously, they had Josh Smith and and uh, Greg Monroe. They had a big lineup, and it wasn't working. I like Stan Van Gundy as a coach. He he values the three point play. If you look at what he did in Orlando, he based his team around Dwight Howard. He was playing, you know, a dominant centre, and then surrounded him with a lot of three point shooters. And I think he's trying to replicate that now in Detroit. I think he's going to, you know, he's basing the franchise on Drummond, you know, fantastic rebounder. Offensively, he's got a lot to do, but he is a, he is a franchise star in the future, I think. Um, Stanley Johnson's had a very good preseason, shooting a lot of threes. Um, the rookie they've drafted, so he seems to be like going to be a good acquisition. I think a lot of this will depend as well on how much faith you have in Reggie Jackson as a point guard. Um, Especially with the contract they've given him, he's going to have to produce. Yeah, I mean, um, I think you've got to look with the uh, chemistry of Brandon Jennings. Yeah, it's going to be very important. Jody Meeks is a player I really like. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Um, and there's also, um, you know, Cordell Pope is a player I do really like. There's um, there is a talented backcourt there. I do think Brandon Jennings is talented, albeit. Mentally, you know, I think he sometimes checks out of games. Um, yeah, they're they're a hard team to to really play. So I think me and you did an excellent job of um, when we projected their season line of how many wins. Vegas had it at thirty three and a half. Yeah. I had it at thirty four, and you had it at thirty five. Yeah, um, so we're probably slightly over, but it looks about right, doesn't it? I think the problem with the Pistons is there's too many question marks with their players and their team as a whole. Yeah, I think, um, I think the to make, to make too much of an accurate prediction. Yeah, I think that Stan Van Gundy's a really good coach. You know, he had a lot of success in Orlando with a you know a pretty average team really, apart from Dwight Howard. Um, I do like him as a coach. Like, I think it was a great system. Yeah. Some surrounding Howard with you know three point snipers. Um, He's trying to re, as say, he's trying to recreate that in Detroit. I don't know if Drummond is as good as Dwight Howard there. Um, I think it's just a leave, and uh, you know, I think there's plenty of other better angles that we've spotted. Um, right, moving on to the NBA champions from last year, the Golden State Warriors um, had an incredible regular season last year. Um, got to 67 wins, one of the highest win totals in NBA history, um, 39-2 and two at home, which is um, unbelievable, really. Uh, the Vegas, 
you know, they're not going to replicate that. I think everyone agrees that they're not going to get up to that level again this year. Um, Vegas have pitched it at 60 and a half. And actually looking at, looking at the um, betting sites around, it seems that like other bettors at the moment are hitting the under. Um, the unders have already dropped. Uh, the line has now dropped to 59 and a half, actually, in a lot of places. Um, you, so, which you had you had it at 59, didn't you? Yeah, so, I, you know, if I had to pick one, if you put a gun to my head, I would I would go with the unders. Uh, but I'm not confident on that. I've uh, I've actually gone the other way, and I had 62. Yeah. Which is obviously the over the line. Um, it's a, it's a tricky one. Uh, are they going to replicate? Are they going to have the same hunger as last year? Yeah, exactly. They got a you know a roll early. They probably will lose more than two home games. Um, oh, I think it's inevitable, isn't it? Um. I can't believe one of the home games they lost was to depleted balls. Was there no Gasol that night? No Rose? Yeah, yeah. On a back-to-back. -back. I, can't, I can't remember the exact score, but I'm sure balls won by about 10. It's fairly comfortable in the end. Um, I mean, obviously they've got an absolutely brilliant team. David Lee it won't be too much of a loss. I mean, there's obviously a slight loss of depth there, but I don't think he played too many games last year. He'd come off the bench, played limited minutes. Um, I'm not sure Curry will have an MVP season. Um, yeah, I think if you look at the um, if you look at what Cleveland did in the final with the, you know the the fact that Delavado was all over him playing very close to him, they double teamed him a lot. I think that you saw the success you can have when you do that, and I think that other teams are going to look to replicate that this year. It's hard to have that intensity, obviously night in night out, but um, I think that. People know if you can stop Curry, you can stop them at the source kind of thing. However, I think I do think Harrison Barnes is certainly in pre-season has looked and um, he will really contribute this season. Um, again, we, we we've, we've done a fairly decent job of looking at the the totals. I'm not sure there is much of an angle there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that they're going to be around the sixty mark. Um, I think they'll probably come out with the best record in the West um, still, uh, but I'm not sure that they're going to have that same urge to get as good a regular season record as they did last year. I think, you know, once they get to ten games out, if it looks like the reg if it looks like number one seeds theirs, I can see them perhaps resting a bit more this year. The other thing to consider is they were one of the only teams that didn't have any stars go down last year. You know, Bogut's obviously a question mark, but Curry played. Almost every game, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, you know, they didn't have any big injuries. Curry was known as someone who was injury prone, particularly with his ankles, and I think uh, you know, it's a testament to his training and, and maybe a little bit of luck, but it was the health this season he's had by a significant margin. Yeah, so I think everything I think everything fell into place last year, and, you know, statistically, I'm not sure that's going to happen again. Right, moving on to the Houston Rockets. Um, one of the biggest. Uh, off-season signings this year was Ty Lawson um, going to the Rockets. You know, a real, a real underrated point guard. I think that in the fact that he didn't clearly get on well in Denver. He didn't really have a good relationship at, with the franchise towards the end. Um, an interesting dynamic now with Ty Lawson and Harden in the backcourt. Some, some are saying that Lawson's going to take the ball away from Harden, which might be a bad thing. But I think in the long run, that's going to save Harden. Um, for the postseason and, and give him more uh, energy going into postseason. Uh, Vegas came out fifty four and a half. Uh, I came with fifty five. You got fifty four. So again, we've pretty much got that one spot on. 
Yeah, um, I don't want to dwell too much, although they're a fascinating team to talk about, and we, we could talk about all of them all day, especially the dynamics of Harden and, and Lawson, and, and there's other players there, obviously, there's Dwight Howard, and, and Trevor Reeser, I think, is a great player, Beverly's a brilliant backup point guard, yeah. um, Brewer's good off the bench, I don't, I don't think there's much that we need to say too much um, on Rockets, I think I say we've got their line exactly at 54 and a half. And yeah, I think the one thing I would say before we move on is that... Um, I might look to have a little value bet on them to win the Southwest. I think that they could trump the Spurs, um, and that's something I've got my eye on going into the season. Certainly, um, looking at whether or not the Spurs rest as well. well look, this year. I mean, you've you've got Spurs at fifty-five wings as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's something to consider because Spurs are about one point eight for the division, which for me is too short, really. Especially if you can get three point six on Houston. Um, and I say I think you're you're correct there. There's certainly um, some value to be had on the Rockets to win the division. Yeah. Um, right. Moving back across to the East, uh, we've got the Indiana Pacers next. Now, I think the Pacers is going to be a very interesting team this year because last year um, they they had their best player injured out for the whole year um, with that horrific injury. Uh, Paul George is back this year. Uh, he looked really good in preseason. I've seen a few uh, spectacular dunks. He's hitting his three with quite a lot of regularity, um, so it, it's going to be an interesting season. They've signed, they've signed a really good scorer in Montellis. We talked about him a minute ago with the with the Mavs. You know he's questionable on the defensive end for sure, but um, George Hill is a fantastic defender at point guard position, so um, he can maybe take some slack off Ellis. Uh, I quite like I quite like this backcourt really with Hill, George, um, and with Ellis. Uh, do, you, do you see that as a 43-win team, though? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I think that what I was going to come on to is the fact that they have lost all of their depth in the front court. You know, they've lost Roy Hibbert, they've lost David West, and I think that their, their identity as a franchise was the fact that they were a defensive team. They were almost like the Memphis Grizzlies of the, of the East. Um, so I think I, that another Ascola is a big loss. To be honest, he was especially off the bench. Um, West's another year older. There, there's a lot, of, you know. There's a lot of players losing Scola and West and Hibbert and Copeland is astronomical, um, and I don't say that lightly. No, I think that I mean, yeah, I like what they've done with the backcourt. The frontcourt is a big area of weakness, and I think that they've kind of lost their identity. The thing with Paul George is, is he going to stay healthy for the whole year? You know, it's one thing playing well in pre-season when his injuries obviously uh, not pushed to the limit because it's quite lax in terms of I don't of think the uh, the, he's particularly injury-prone. No, I mean, his injury was a freak accident. He broke his leg. I don't think you've got to worry too much about Paul George's health. Mm. Um, and Hibbert's production obviously, I mean, plummeted this last season and a half uh, compared to that big contract he's on. But... You know, Lavoie Allen's a player I do like. But yeah, so you've got to remember their their starting centre this year is Miles Turner, who's a rookie. So uh, the fact I mean, that you're putting a rookie in at such an important position is is a big gamble. I don't think there's a bigger disparity that we agreed on from Vegas. We've got that as a minus five and a half difference. Yeah, um, so I think that yeah, looking at that line, I mean, I I just you know. Looking at that team, do I see them as a 500 team? Not really, no. So, in that regards, I think that the Pacers, again, it's that identity. Who are they? You know, they've lost that real, this is what we do, this is who we are. 
they won think... 38 last year yeah. and they so they went 8 and 8 in their division I can't see them going 8 and 8 in their division again um yeah, I, mean, I, I like really Frank like Vogel this under coach. Um, but yeah, I think we'll play the unders on that one and feel, feel fairly confident about it as well. I'm very confident in, in that one personally. Right, let's move back across the west. So we've got the first uh, LA team of the uh, of the NBA. So we do the LA Clippers. Um, had a devastational uh, loss in the playoffs last year. You know, for all intents and purposes, it looked like they were making it to the uh, to the to the you know the NBA the Western Finals. And then well, their they, whole um, their whole playoff run was a bit turbulent wasn't it I mean Chris Paul three seconds left on the clock yeah um, yeah obviously had a, uh, an unbelievable series against the Spurs which probably took it out of them um, and then blew, kind of imploded against the Rockets and it, it looked as I said for all, uh, for all intents and purposes that the Clippers were going to make the Western Conference Finals and didn't uh, I think we've got a lot to talk about here about in terms of their in terms of their second unit. I think we know what we're getting with their first unit. We know that DeAndre Jordan's re-signed. Uh, Paul and Griffin obviously link up well year in, year out. We know what they're going to give us. What are your thoughts about the bench? I mean, I really like what they've done with the bench this year. There is there is a good bench there. Um, Crawford will be sixth man or a sixth man contender Is there any chance he gets year? traded, do you think? Hello? Is there any chance he gets traded, do you think? Um, so there's been noise about it. No, personally, I I don't I don't think he'll be traded. He's too important. Looking at their team, I mean, on paper, you know, you see names like Paul Pierce and 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 people like that, Lance Stevenson. But Paul Pierce is 38. Is there going to be much production there? I'm not so sure. Lance Stevenson is an enigma. Um, excellent at um, Indiana, horrendous at best at Charlotte. <laughs> what will we get? What will Lance Stevenson will we get? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a it's a, it's a nice bench. Yeah, some experience, obviously. But when you're looking at 56 and a half wins, I mean, you put it slightly over at 57. I've got it significantly under at 53. Yeah. Um, last year. 56 wins. I just It's not going to be replicated, to be honest. I, I, I can't see it being replicated. I yeah, think under will be the you know the play of the day. I think you know. I think that I think they're going to. I think they're going to replicate. I think that Paul Pierce at the three is a massive improvement for me. Uh, you know, still still going to offer. Regular season maybe not as much, but certainly in the postseason, I just think that their bench now is so much better than it was. You know, they were so light. Coming up past Jamal Crawford, they had nothing. You know, they've now got Wes Johnson from the Lakers. They've got Josh Smith, Lance Stevenson. You know, we don't know what he's going to give us, but you know. Do you see them going twelve and four in their division next year? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. Um, I think that they're going to be particularly fired up against the Warriors. They are two franchises that don't get on. I think they're going to want to beat them whenever they can. I don't know. I like I like I like that line. I think that yeah, I've got it half a game over, so I'm not going to say this is definitely a play, but I certainly would not have any confidence going under. Um, I'd, I'd, I would prefer to play the under. Um, I mean, I've got it at 53. You've got it at 57, which you know obviously is bang on. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I think it's something that 
you know, it would probably be best to see the, how the first five, six games play out, how the team's looking, um, and maybe make a more informed decision once the season starts. Um, but it, it, I've always underrated the Clippers. I don't particularly rate Blake Griffin. Um, I'm not Chris Paul's biggest fan, although I do think he, he's a great player. I think he's slightly overrated. Um, I just maybe I slightly underrate the Clippers overall, but I, I, I do think the Clippers are a slightly overrated team. Okay, so um, now we're sticking in the Staples Center, but we're going for the uh, other LA team now. So the LA Lakers. Um, Vegas came out with their line of 29 and a half. Um, I don't like that line at all. I, I'm a big fan of unders here. Um, Kobe Bryant is, you know, is someone that just is more, I think he's more worried about his own personal records rather than the team. I think he's... The name precedes the actual production. Well, I think if you look at his uh, PER from last year, it was one of the lowest in the league. Terrible. His usage rate was up there with people like Westbrook, but he wasn't <sighs> making much use of it. Um, he's going he's gonna to get some more rest this year for sure. Obviously, he's, he's ageing. Um, but I, I really don't like what he does with this team. He, he's already had fallouts with some players this year. Um, there's already been some squabbles in camp. I think this is going to be another turbulent year for the Lakers. Um, it's, it's a difficult one. I mean, if you look at their ins and outs, um, Carlos Boozer probably gets you... Losing Carlos Boozer probably ups your win rate by a couple of games on his own. Yeah, minimum. Uh, um, they haven't lost to... Jordan Hill is a, is a, is a bit of a loss. Yeah, um, he's a bit of an enigma, Jordan Hill. Um, but, I mean, I do like... I do, quite like some of the players they brought in. I mean, by no means would they make the playoffs for those uh, or make any too many waves in the Western Conference. But Brandon Bass is a player, I think, I, he's, he's very you know, very good defensively. I, I do like him. Hibbert, if, if you'd have said it was going to be the Roy Hibbert that was prime in his, in, in, uh, in his Indiana days, then obviously he's a great acquisition. Uh, Russell... Looks to be a terrific young draftee that they've drafted. Um, and Lou Williams is a player I do really, really like. And I, I do think Toronto will miss him. But just looking at who else they've got, you know, there's Nick Young there. and Yeah, so we've got... Kobe. I don't... You know, Kobe and Nick Young won't coexist. Well, at all. if you think about Lou Williams, Lou Williams is famous for just taking bad shots. You know, yes, he you know, is a good scorer. But he's inefficient. You know, Nick Young, inefficient. Kobe Bryant, inefficient. You know, you've got a lot of players here that want the ball. And unfortunately, there's only one basketball on the court. I think there's going to be some ill feelings going around um, this year in, in this franchise. Again, um, I I like the unders here. I mean, especially with Vegas having it at 30 wins or 29.5. 30 will be a struggle. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've got it at 26. I've got it at 25. Um, last year was 21. There will be an improvement there, undoubtedly. Um, a nine-game improvement? I'm, I'm not so sure. Uh, no, I can't see it. I mean, they only won nine conference games last year, which is just horrible. Yeah, and um, you've got to think, are they going to want to tank this year? You know, that's another thing to consider. Try and I just really like it. both our predictions, to be honest. Um, at 26 and 25, I think I think we'll, we'll be there or thereabouts by the end of the season. And under's definitely a play that we'll, we'll, uh, we'll definitely be playing. OK, so moving on, sticking with the West, um, a team that's kind of been 
around the 50 win mark, for, it seems like, for the last five years, really. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, they, we know what we're getting with them. Um, They're know, good, just no, never good enough. No, we know what we're getting with them. I think if you look at actually last year's wins, they got 55 wins, which is really big, actually. Um, They're very surprising. They, they had a very hot start. Yeah, and then they, they massively cooled off towards the end. Um, and I think that will happen again. I think that the style of play they, they adopt, it, it's going to grind them down over the year. I think, you know, we've both got them at 50 wins. Vegas is at 50.5, so we've basically nailed it on the head. Um, I don't think that there's anything really to talk about here. I just see them as a 50-win team, to be honest. I don't think there's, there's anything to talk about here at all, to be honest. It's something that we just will leave alone. Matt Barnes is a meh, you know, that's what I can describe it as, as an acquisition. Yeah, 3 and D um, guy, but he's obviously on the decline with the, in his career. I like Costa Cooper as a backup centre, and they've lost him. I think he was one of the best backup centres in the NBA. Yeah, I do think I do think they will be lost. And if if Gasol does get injured, they will definitely miss Kufus' presence. Yeah. Especially, you know, Mark, uh, Mark Gasol is he, prone to missing games. Uh, not, his injury record isn't horrible, but he will miss some playing time I think at some point in the year if you did say to me are they going to go over or under 50 I'd be slightly inclined to go under just because I think their division is so hard Yeah, but it's not something that I, I wouldn't want I don't think they're not going to only win 45 games for example um, but then I don't think they're going to win 55 games so it's just way too close to call and I think it would even just it could just come down to the luck, lack, uh, the luck of health um I just feel it's probably the most difficult team to predict in the whole of the NBA this year in terms of over or under 50. Yeah, I think it's just a no-brainer to leave alone. Uh, right, the Miami Heat. I think this is personally one of my favourite plays of the year. Um, you do love this play. Uh, the the line comes out at 45.5. Now, there is a lot of uncertainty with this, and I would put a health warning with before any, any bets made. But for me, I've got... I've got quite a lot of affection with some of these players, and I, I like I like the draft of Winslow. I think a lot of experts didn't expect him to go so low. Um, he looks like he's going to be a very good NBA player, and I think a lot of people were surprised that he dropped to number 10. I think Pat Riley was particularly happy with uh, getting him on board. Um, I just like I like their depth more this year. I think, you know, if you look at their starting five, they have got a very, very good starting five. There is question marks, though, with health. Dwayne Wade is Dwayne Wade, you know. I don't. I think if you think he's going to play more than sixty games this year, I think you're probably delusional. You know, I think that we know he's going to miss games, but I think we factor that in with our with our line. Um, Deng as well. Yeah. Uh, how much? Of, yeah. How much does Thibodeau run him into the ground? How much of is he is he injury prone? Yeah, uh, I think he's an old thirty, and a thirty isn't old in the NBA anymore. But I think Deng is an old thirty. Yeah. Uh, there's, so many miles on the clock there, but if you just look, I mean, I'm going down there roster now. But Anderson, he won't. He's not the Anderson of a couple of years no, ago. No, he's quite He will still do a job off the bench. I think five million is quite a lot to pay him this year. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think that for me, if you look at their bench, I'm a bit worried about their defence. I have to be honest. Stoudemire is, you know, uh, a vet now, and he he still has good touches in the paint. Cut though for a vet minimum. Yeah, but he's defensively. A concern. Gerald Green is, you know, a kind of highlight player, highlight reel, great dunker, hits a three, but defensively is a little bit shaky. 
But that said, I think if you break down their starting five, um, it's a very... If that's healthy, yeah. that, that could make waves in the playoffs. And don't, don't sleep on the Miami Heat. Come playoff times, no one will want to play... Cleveland will definitely not want to play the Heat, no. especially second round. I think that with Whiteside uh, playing five this year, that's going to allow Bosch to kind of space the floor a lot more. He's going to love that. He'll be taking a lot more threes. Um, you've got Dragic. Dragic likes to push the pace, and I'm not sure Wade is quite up to it now with the kind of um, fast break basketball they play with LeBron. But I still, I still think that 45 wins is is three or four too low. Especially when you've got people like Chelmers coming off the bench. You know, he's not. A, he is one of the worst starting point guards in the league. But, but he's serviceable. I don't think, as, as a backup, I think you've probably got to say he's one of the, the better point guards. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's a serviceable point guard. I just, like, I just like, if you take their first 10 players, I just like that roster. And I think that... Josh McRoberts is an underrated player as well. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, then, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got them at, what have I got them at, 49, you've got them at 50. So. Yeah, I've even, to be honest, I've, 50, maybe I've been slightly generous and been taken in too much by their starting five and maybe I haven't factored health as much as I should have done. But I do really like that. I think that the fact that um, Vegas have got them at 45 is, is craziness. Yeah, I mean, I think they're gambling on their health. So I think there's a gamble here. It's not a it's not a, an, a, a nap, but it's certainly a value bet that we, we I mean, make. look at last year, the health that they had. Bosch missed most of the season. Wade missed plenty of time. They didn't draft Dragic until halfway through the season. Exactly. Um, and they still and they, came, and they they still came out with 37 wins. So, you know, are they going to... Worst comes to the worst. You, you've got to be looking at a minimum of a 40-win team, I, I would expect. Um, maybe 42. Yeah, it's I'm, not going to take too much health for them to, to hit 45. And it? The division is okay. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the division is quite strong, but I do think that... I just, I just think that they're better than what Vegas have given credit for. Especially as last year, they only, they only won uh, six divisional games. Um, I, I expect them to be at least 500 at their division. It's something that we both really like. I think it's definitely a top three favourite. Um, looking at the over-under lines this year, I think we're both very much in agreement that overs is the way to go. Okay, uh, sticking with the East, we've got the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, a kind of a team that's come out of nowhere, really, in the last year or so. I mean, they were, two or three years ago, one of the worst teams in the NBA. Yeah, Kidd's doing a brilliant job there. Yeah, um, I mean, he's really um, rectifying his reputation that um, in Brooklyn took a, a bit of a bit of a battering. Yeah, I mean, I think if... I think if you have to say which team now is the best defensive team in the East, I think it is now the Bucks. I think that a few years ago you'd say the Bulls and the Pacers, but they've both become different types of teams now. I think you look at their you look at their team and they've got some elite defenders. You know, Antetokounmpo is an amazing um, prospect, but defensively fantastic. Michael Carter Williams is a defensive first point guard. Um, you've got uh, Chris Middleton. Who is becoming one of the best player, young players around in the East? Oh, he's an excellent player. Um, um, yeah, I like I like what they're doing really in the I East. Like, I like their ins as well. I mean, Copeland. Okay, he's not the best player in the NBA by any stretch of imagination, but he spaces the floor well. He will. He can hit important threes. Monroe. He may 
their defence is very good, but Greg Monroe could be a bit of a leak in that defence. I'm not so sure they are going to be. They are going to be one of the better teams defensively for sure in the NBA. But I think you are slightly overrating them in terms of a, a defensive juggernaut. Monroe was a horrible, horrible defender in in Detroit. Um, having said that, offensively they needed some offensive production, and Greg Monroe will certainly provide that. Yeah, um, I mean the, the one is great. Um, pick up for a, a backup point guard. Yeah, he's a, he's a good he's a good uh, backup. I, the one thing I'm concerned about with this team is their shooting. You know, I like the fact that you know, I've obviously got Parker back this year, which is going to be a massive addition after last year's injury. Um, I just have a bit of concern about their shooting. To be honest, I mean, I've got them at 45. You've got them at 43 with the line at 43 and a half. I'd play the overs slightly, but I, I think Vegas has con- considered all what we've just said. Are they significantly better than the 500 team? I don't think so. It's not the easiest division there either with the Bulls and uh, and Cleveland. What did they go last year? They went uh, 7-9 in the division. Let's probably see something similar this year. Um, yeah, I mean, point five hundred fifth or sixth seed. I think it's what they'll hope for again. I don't think there's any play there, to be honest at all. No, I think Vegas has been pretty on the ball. I was, before Vegas released their lines, I was hoping for about a 37-38 because I thought that would be where they'd come out, but they haven't. You know, I think they've got this pretty much on the nose. Especially with, um, I mean, and don't forget, Ilya Sober is, is a bit of a loss of Petulia. I can't stand the player, um, but he will provide energy um, and grit, which you do need through through the season. Um, you know, they've got some, they've made some nice acquisitions. I think they've lost a little bit as well, and I think, I say tread tread water slightly, um, and I think yeah, I don't think there's much more we need to say about them. Okay, um, arguably one of the worst teams now uh, in the Minnesota team. Timberwolves. Um, last year, yeah. Um, obviously, being the worst team last year, they they were fortunate enough to get the number one pick, Carl Anthony Towns. In terms of our rookie of the year article, remember to check that out on the website. Um, we don't think he's necessarily going to make such a big impact this year. Um, defensively, I, I mean in the sense that the, the criteria for winning Rookie of the Year is he's not something that suits yeah. Towns. Um, and I do really think Okafor um, is much more suited to win the Rookie of the Year award. However, in terms of getting his team wins, I think Towns is possibly a more influential player than Okafor. Yeah, it's interesting. I think I think he's going to have. The best. I think he's going to have the best career out of anyone. Um, I think. I think. Yeah. I think he's going to have the best future. But I think right now um, he's going to be less of an uh, less of an impact just because he's not going to score as much. But that said, with him uh, working with Garnet, you, you couldn't have a better mentor in KG. Um, I mean, it's interesting to see that Vegas have upped their. They they think they're going to win roughly. 10 more games than they did last year. Yeah, I think that's probably about right, to be honest. I think you've got you've got some really exciting talent in, in Minnesota. You've got Andrew Wiggins, who is 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 a, is a fantastic young prospect. I think you've got people like Zach Levine. Again, he's going to become a very good young player in the NBA. Very dynamic, very explosive. Good um, to work on the shooting a little, though. Yeah, and what you've got to remember is that last year, their health was absolutely drastically bad. They had Ricky Rubio and um, Petkovic was out for virtually all of the season. Um, The the problem is, um, Adam, every single year, um, certainly for the last, since we've been doing these blogs, every year everyone says um, the talents 
and the potential is on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, but every single year they aren't healthy. So at what point do you say this? You know, it's all well and good making predictions on health, but this team are not and will not ever stay healthy. Rubio is, is injury prone. Pekovic is injury prone. Uh, Kevin Martin is injury prone. Um, yeah, I mean, on the face of it, they don't have a bad team. But I think... Well, uh, there's players that I really like. I do think Martin, um, although a horrible defender, provides a lot of points. Shabazz Mohamed's made strides um, as a young prospect. I think he's a, he's a really good player. Wiggins, and he's become more efficient, but he, he's certainly a, a real talent. He's very athletic, um, yeah. I tell you, a, a really underrated player for them is uh, Georgi Dieng. Uh, I think he's fantastic um, defensively. Yeah, yeah, underrated, um, sure. Uh, they haven't lost too much. Anthony Bennett, I uh, don't really like him too much. He may, going back to Canada, may help him. Uh, looking, you know, they haven't really lost too much. I did. Gary Neal's a player I think was was not bad off the bench. Um, Tyshawn Prince though is a nice acquisition for them. Obviously drafting Towns. I mean, looking at their season win totals. I mean, what have we got them at? Spot on, to be honest. Yeah, I um, think I think it's about there's right. There's not a play there. There's there's just not. We're not confident, enough, especially with health. Um, if, if if you could guarantee their health all season. I would be inclined to go over. Um, I think we, we're pretty sure that there will be injuries at some point to most of their starting five. Yeah, um, I don't think they... Would derail them. In the, West, the West is too tough to suffer too many injuries to your, your star players. Yeah, I don't um, think they're going to be afraid to tank either. I think they're going to be quite happy to take another good pick next year. Uh, they they know they're building for the future. Yeah, there's no real pressure on them at the moment. I think that you know, I you couldn't you couldn't have a confident bet on this. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, right, moving on. This is one line I've had to change quite drastically um, in the last couple of days, and this is the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, you I really liked them. Yeah, I mean, start, I, I think you know I'm a huge Anthony Davis fan. I think he's probably the um, well, he's going to be the best player in the NBA probably in two years' time. Um, Last year, his statistics were bonkers, really. Um, I was quite heavily invested in it. technical term? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's... Uh, I was heavily invested in him for MVP. didn't come off, which was, which was nice. Um, but I think if you look at their current injury list, you've got, you've got quite a few players that are out. Ashik is out till the end of October. Norris Cole is going to be out till November. Um, and, yeah, you, you've got... You've got some, and then you've got obviously the recent injury. Um, who was recently injured? I've forgotten. Uh, Holiday was it? As, no, not Holiday. Uh, Tyreek Evans. Sorry, that's it. Um, so yeah, Tyreek Evans is now out till Christmas. They think six to eight weeks, um, and his his efficiency levels last year were fantastic. Uh, Holiday, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of money invested in that backcourt as well, and to lose um, Evans, uh, they're paying him nearly eleven million this season. Eric Gordon is on a whopping fifteen and a half million. His health, uh, yeah. I don't think it was too bad last year, but overall his career is at best questionable. Holiday, I think it was a stress stress factor of his career last yeah, year. Yeah, and what we've got to remember, he's on a 15-minute restriction till January, so he's only going to be playing 15-minute games. That backcourt with no Holiday, and, well, a limited Holiday and no Evans is, is a loss. And if you've got to rely on Gordon carrying the workload night in, night out, that... 
it's tough. It's a tough ask for him. Yeah, so I, I like I like the uh, head coach Gentry. Had a re- he's a well respected around the league. He's going to improve their offense quite significantly. But there's just going to be too much on Davis this year for me with these injuries to begin. Um, I've dropped my win to 45. You've got them at 47. Um, I've spotted at uh, Bet365. I've still got them at, at 48.5. So I'm, I'm a big fan of playing that under because um, they haven't adjusted to these injuries, which is a big factor in the NBA. As Especially we know. last year, they got 45, albeit no holiday for the majority of the season. Um, are they going to significantly improve? May, they could have maybe stretched near 50, um, you know, if they, if they was fully healthy. In light of this injury news, that backcourt is going to struggle. Um, and look, a seeker, although he's only going to miss a month, um, that does hurt them defensively. They may get off to a rocky start. Um, I think, yeah, unders is probably the way to play now. Certainly under 48 and a half. Yeah, all right, moving on. Um, New York Knicks, this is one I've changed my mind on quite significantly. Uh, I think having... me and you, well, I mean, I can see now that you've changed it. I think you had similar to me. Yeah, um, so uh, interesting, obviously, I've gone for quite a generous um, generous win total. I've got them at 35 wins, which is three and a half above Vegas. You've got them at 24, so we, we massively disagree on this one. Well, this was something that I did choose a while ago. Um, and if you, to be honest, I, I agree with you. If there was a couple of teams that I could change or take my first off prediction back. The Knicks would certainly be one of them. Um, I mean, they've got. I mean, as as always with the Knicks on paper, they always look quite good. I mean, aside from last year, there, um, but they could never just quite get it together. Um, if Melo stays healthy, obviously he's a star player. A follow is an absolutely wonderful addition to the side. Yeah, um, and Robin also Lopez when you break, again, it's a great addition. Yeah, when you Carlo Quinn is someone I, I mean, it's no by no means a star. Underrated but, from the Magic. Yeah, I, I do like them, and um, you know their draftee got booed on draft night. Um, but I mean, there's certainly potential there. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their starting five, their starting five this year is going to be Calderon, which who is a serviceable point guard. You know, we we know he's reliable. Um, you're going to have um, Porzingis, Anthony, you're going to have Lopez, and you're going to have a Flalo. So that's quite a decent starting five. Um, the bench isn't brilliant. Um, however, like, Seraphin, yeah. Seraphin's a very nice pickup off the bench. Yeah, I quite like Seraphin. Um, their bench isn't the best, don't get me wrong. Um, but I, th- I, I don't mind this team. You know, I think that people... The Knicks are, a, you know, a garbage. They're a, you know, they're a team full of scrubs last year. Um, but I think that people have underestimated them this year. I think they're going to improve quite significantly. I'm not sure at 35. I think you may have gone slightly too high. Maybe I'm being a bit generous. I'm being suckered in again to the. Uh, uh, but 24 is certainly something that I wouldn't. Um, so are I we kind of agreeing that we'll probably we'll probably agree to disagree and kind of say Vegas has got this right then. I think this will probably tailor out, and, and we'll, to be honest, if you, if you took the average of, of both of ours, it's 20, 29 and a half. Yeah. Um, I think 30, 30 is definitely achievable, and I don't think it's particularly a play here. I know you, I know you have gone well over 31 and a half. Um, yeah. Um, thing is, though, a couple of injuries, and they will struggle. So it's not something I'd, I'd go over with too much confidence. 
However, I don't think 24 is definitely too low now. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the Thunder. Um, you know, th again, this is one of the biggest line changes from last year. So we all know that, you know, Durant missed the majority of last year. You know, Westbrook nearly single-handedly got them into the playoffs. They, they somehow... Missed some, time, missed some time as well at the start of the season. Yeah, somehow they, they ended up with 45 wins, which is pretty incredible, to be honest. Well, their run that they went on when when Westbrook was uh, on his tear, um, they all they you know at one point it, the, it was actually in jeopardy of Portland winning the division. Yeah, I mean, I think I re I mean I really love this team. I think that when when they're all healthy and they're when they're all firing, I think this team is one of the most potent teams in the NBA. You know, I think I'm gonna go as far to say it's the best team in the NBA. Yeah, I think it's it's they're right in the mix, aren't they, with the Warriors and the Spurs. I, they really are. I think, you know, you look at I really especially, like especially it's sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Ed, and looking at some of the acquisitions from last year, if you then put them with a healthy Durant and a healthy Westbrook, Cantor is a great pickup. Yeah. Dusting off the bench, um, hasn't quite um replicated the production that he uh made in Chicago um, but he's, he's, a, he's a nice little backup point guard um, sing, right. si, Singler is definitely a um, great acquisition from the Detroit Pistons Waiters I don't particularly like him but there is it does provide some depth there um, and you know if, if Westbrook and Durant not that I expect Durant ever to cold, uh, but Westbrook certainly is a bit little bit streaky. Uh, Waited is someone that they can bring off the bench to provide an offensive punch and, and be an electric spark. And um, Novak, whilst he's in the twilight of his career now, he will he will uh, enjoy the floor space and the people like Westbrook and Durant provide. Yeah, I think they're an excellent team. Um, going back to the season line, uh, Vegas obviously had them at 57.5. I've gone for 60. You've actually gone for fifty six. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. At the end of the day, I I really like this team. I just I was a bit cautious with them because to get up that high in terms of you look at how many teams statistically get sixty wins and it's it's very rare. Um, I the just, only reservation is Durant, a, a big man, and we need to remember Durant is a big man at six foot ten, six foot eleven, um, coming off foot surgery. He's troublesome. If you look at Brooke Lopez's career, um, amongst other people, he's one of the more worrying injuries to suffer as as a you know as someone who's a, a big man. I'd like to think Durant is healthy and will play the majority of the season. He's not particularly an injury-prone player. I mean, health-wise, if they all stay healthy, I don't see why they can't win sixty uh, have a sixty-win season. Yeah, so I've just I've just. Um... I've just looked at their two uh, regular season win lines pre last year. To two twelve, two thirteen, they were sixty and twenty two, and two thirteen, two fourteen was fifty nine and twenty three. So you're right. I think if things go well, they can hit that mark. The reason I've gone slightly under is just I'm a little bit concerned about their health, um, and sometimes less is more. I'm not convinced that Westbrook and Durant have that chemistry needed to get up to that number one spot in the West. Um, Do you regard the Thunder as a better team now or a couple of years ago when they had Harden, but Westbrook was a little younger, Durant was a little younger, the backer was a little younger. Um, 
what team do you regard as the better team? It's hard to say. I think probably they're probably about the equivalent. I think obviously losing Harden was is a massive loss naturally, but I think I'm the West is stronger than it was three years ago. So you know what was sixty wins three years ago? I think is fifty six wins now, for example. However, um, Cantor is an, is an excellent um, is an excellent trade off uh, in terms of you know Perkins was their starting centre, and that's a massive, massive upgrade. I mean, Perkins, I literally think he's one of the worst players in the NBA, and I don't say that lightly. He's absolutely horrible. He provides a little bit of defence, zero offence, um, and you know the young Stephen Adams as well um, at centre. Um, as well as Cantor, there's offensive production there and defensive solidarity. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be adverse to playing the over, but I'm just a little bit cautious, I guess. So, I, I personally think it, it's something that we should consider as an, as an over. Yeah. Um, I think they'll certainly win more than the 56 you are, you've suggested. 60, maybe, maybe a game slightly too overrated but I do quite like this team this year and I think they will, they'll be certainly there or thereabouts for number one seed in the West um, Right, moving on to um, the Orlando Magic um, I think on the face of it they've got a very young they've got a very young roster and on the face they've got a lot of talent um, Orlando's biggest problem is their lack of shooting You know, Alfred Payton's a very very good um, point guard but can't, can't shoot uh, Aladipo is one of the best defensive guards in the NBA for a young person but again lacks that perimeter shooting I think Zonia as we've said in our article is going to give them a lot more punch from the perimeter and I like what he offers them 18 um, to 1 is, is, is a really really good bet for Rookie of the Year and I do strongly suggest that anyone listening to this podcast have a read of the Rookie of the Year article I made and uh, if you do want to have a bet on Rookie of the Year I think it's definitely someone that you should someone you should be strongly considering, um, and eighteen to one is way, way too high as preseason is now showing. Yeah, so um, I think it's just one of those teams where I think in three or four years' time they're going to be a, a playoff team comfortably, and they're going to have a you know a really good roster. But I think they're still growing together. They've it's certainly come. It's certainly come a year or probably two years too young. Vucevic is someone you definitely will should um, build a team around. Yeah. So any fancy players listening definitely someone to get in your team I, I mean you've you, I've you've we've got a disagreement of four games here you've gone for 30 win season I've gone for yeah. 34 the line being at 32 and a half uh, with them winning uh, what was it uh, 25 last year um, I've gone for a nine game pick up maybe slightly slightly generous from me um, I think you've been slightly harsh to be honest I think the line set at 32 and a half is about right I don't think there's a play here yeah okay um, right we must talk about them not that I really want to but we're going to have to do it anyway uh, the 76ers yeah I mean there's no point talking about too long um, Vegas got the line at 21 and a half you've got them at 19 I've got them at 21 um, I don't think there's personally a play here. Uh, we I mean, a, yeah, no, my natural instinct is always to look to play the overs when it's such a low line, but I just couldn't do it to myself. I couldn't. But when, um, I mean, last year, somehow they had a better record than 
the Knicks. Um, but, I mean, they won six games on the road last year. I can't see them winning too many more this year. I just um, think it's about right. I think they're going to be a 20-win team again. I think they'll probably win slightly more than two of the full, uh, two of the 16 divisional games that they won last year. Uh, 18 wins last year. I can't see too many more wins this year. I mean, looking at their team, you could you could say, oh, Embiid's good on paper. Um, well, Embiid's out for the year, isn't he? Of course, of course. Uh, Noel's good on paper. Oakville's good on paper. However, you know, Roten is a player I do quite like. Yeah. However, they're, they're just all young rookies, and although these players may have done well in college, to come to the NBA, it's a different different ball game altogether. And as last year showed, it's difficult to win an NBA game um, as a young side. Um, and there's just they're, they're, there's no veteran presence there. There's no sort of star veteran man or someone you'd say that's proven to to get 20 points a game. I think Oakville provides a much-needed offensive production. Um, but, yeah, I think there's not really much to talk about. I think the line's about right, maybe slightly under. Um, yeah, I just I, I think that Vegas have got this one pretty well sussed out. OK, moving on to Phoenix Suns. Uh, with the Phoenix Suns, it's kind of one of those teams where they're in that mid-to-high 30 win total line where... We don't really know whether or not they're going to push for the playoffs. They know in the West, what do we think? 44, 45 wins going to be needed? Um, last year was 45 needed. I can't, and, and, and you know, Thunder missed out on 35, um, uh, 45, sorry, at the ninth seed. Um, I, I can't see you getting in with less this season than that. Just, so, you know, their record versus the Eastern Conference is too good. So um, I think that you know someone like Phoenix are going to be looking at looking at this year, going, well, do we really want to be, you know, thirty eight wins? Do we want to be the tenth seed? We don't really get a good pick. We don't make the playoffs. It's one of those teams where it's hard to know what they're going to do. I think, you know, to start the year they're going to want to make the playoffs, obviously. But as the year progresses, if they start to tail off, tenth, eleventh seed, kind of, um, it's not very appealing, is it? Era like yeah, area. Are they going to? Are they going to maybe tank towards the end? I don't know. I think I've got them at. I think I've been too harsh. I've got them at thirty-four. I think that's probably a bit harsh. I I I, I tend to agree with you now. Looking at their their the players they brought in, um, you know, Chandler's going to going to help. Um, are they bad enough to tank? I don't think so. They've Even got they yeah. Want, they'd have to trade. I don't think is that. I don't think they would want to trade the players that they would need to trade in order for them to be tanked. They're not going to trade away Bledsoe. Um, they're not going to tr- trade away Brandon Knight. They're not going to trade away um, Chandler. I just um, don't. I don't really get the Tyson Chandler signing. I must admit. I mean, they're building for the future. You know, they've got some good young players. Alex Len is a good young centre, and I just think with Chandler, yeah, he's going to offer something to the team, but. It kind of goes against what they're trying to do. going to make them too good to tank, again, which is the problem. Not good enough to make the playoffs, probably, but not good, not bad enough to tank. And I think they're, they're going to end up about 10th again um, in NBA purgatory, which does absolutely nothing um, for, for, for the franchise going forward. You know, there's going to be not a high draft pick, and then there's going to be no playoff appearance. Um, yeah, we've been slightly too harsh. I maybe. think so. I, I like the line here. I think thirty-six, thirty-seven. I think is about right. I think yeah, there's a chance that they'll go over. 
Um, yeah. been, I think we've been slightly harsh, to be fair, in our, in our initial predictions. Yeah, I um, agree. We would have hedged um, maybe to play the under. I don't think there's a play there now. No, I, th- I think it's one of those where we'll either we'll either look back at the end of the year going, why the hell didn't we play the overs and they get 41 wins and they're a 500 team, or they probably end up about 35 wins. I can't see them going anything less than that, but we'll, we'll see. Um, right, if we move on to the, the Portland Trailblazers, this team, without doubt, is the is the one team in the NBA that's changed more than any over the uh, off-season. They obviously got fortunate with the injury to um, Durant last year. They picked up the division title, which got them the fourth seed. They they had a record of 51-31, and 31, and their Vegas line this year is 26.5. That's a 25-win uh, total difference. I mean, that's ridiculous. But if you look at what they've done, they've lost four of their starting five. I'm really, really, really disappointed um, with Portland. I, I don't know if they gave it enough time. I think they, I'd like to have seen one more season. I don't know whether they thought they just haven't got it. I mean, I know Lamarcus Aldridge wanted to leave, but they had such a fantastic starting five. I really was yeah. rooting for them. There was a team that I thought they were you know, an exciting team, played good basketball. Lillard is one of my favourite point guards in the NBA. Um, yeah, I mean, they, just... were a, they, were an, you know, they were a team that you know were difficult to beat because of the fact that they are so far away from everyone else in that northwest corner. They got, they got a lot of wins through that alone. Um, I was, I mean, yeah, I think... Lo- losing a, F- a Flolo, Aldridge, Batoon... Um, even Steve Blake as a backup point guard is is a is a nice little player. Um, yeah, and we're now down to one British player uh, in the NBA. You see, Joel Freeland's left. Yeah, no, I think true. I think Freeland was, did provide some okay minutes off the bench. Um, yeah, in the, in the playoffs, he was all right. Um, and I think you know Robin Lopez losing his starting set and losing Wes Matthews, someone I, I do really really rate. Um, look at the players they brought in. I mean, well, look at the players they brought in. The only one I really like is Mason Plumley. Yeah, I mean, Ed Davis um, is not a bad youngster. From I think what they're doing is they're building for the future, and we know what they're, what they're doing. Yeah, um, Lillard said he doesn't mind that either. No, uh, I think if you if I had to say which franchise in the West is going to tank this year the hardest, it's going to be Portland. I think they look for the bottom seed, Portland for sure. Um, I think they know they're going to build the for Kings the future. because they're prone to doing some wacky things. Um, Vegas got Portland at 26 and a half. I've gone for 22. You've gone to 23. I like the unders here. Um, I think that's a, that's one of our stronger plays. That's certainly a top five play. Yeah. The over-under win market that we really, really fancy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right, moving on to Sacramento Kings. Um, this is going to be one of the hardest teams to predict. When I made my, when I made my prediction, um, I just didn't know what to really expect from Vegas. You know, Again, it's on paper one of those teams where you don't really understand why they're not pushing for the playoffs. But every year, something ridiculous seems to happen. Um, they just get derailed. Something, something will happen to derail their plans again. Yeah, I mean, there's some nice pickups there, though. A lot's to be made of of what Rondo's going to offer this year. He's He's a kind of point guard that doesn't really fit in with the modern NBA. You know, most point guards nowadays need to be able to shoot because you can just sag off and you can always go under pick and rolls. If you can't shoot, you're really struggling in the NBA nowadays. Especially with floor spacing, which is old. As we've seen, um, you know, the Cleveland and, and, and Golden State, amongst others, provide the floor spacing. is, is really 
key to success. And there's, I think there's going to be a lack of floor space in this team. DeMarcus Cousins does seem to have got his mental problems behind him and he does seem focused in, in trying to help his team win games. Yeah, I mean, single-handedly he can win games on his own. I mean, his, his statistics are, is, are phenomenal, but... I just don't really get this team. George Carl is is known for playing fast break basketball. You know, at Denver, he was up and down. They were running. And yet Rondo is their starting point guard, and he, he plays half-court offense. So I just don't see how this fits in. It's very bizarre, certainly. Uh, I like Bellinelli as a pickup. I think that's great. Yeah. I'm not sure if he will start or McLemore will start, but I mean, both both players are people that I like. Yeah, probably, uh, McLemore probably needs, I mean, they're very different. I like that. needs to work on his shooting. Obviously, yeah. Bellinelli's a good shooter. Um, we've got the king. The, I mean, this is a no play, so I don't want to dwell on this too much. Vegas have got them at 30 and a half. Yeah. I've got them at 32, and you've gone for 30, so obviously an average of 31. Yeah, I think um, that this is a, just a leave and just um, and, a new. And, and I just think they're such a hard team to predict. They're very unpredictable, very volatile. Um, yeah. yeah, it's so, either volatility. I think it's just going to be. Interesting to see. I think they on a good on a good year they could probably push these playoffs, but on a bad year they might be at twenty five wins. So we'll have to just wait and see. I agree. Right, the Spurs, um, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, biggest biggest acquisition of the off season was Lamarcus Aldridge to the Spurs. Um, a lot was made of that. Um, I heard you. I heard you um, sorry to interrupt you. I heard you to um, read up on our MVP yeah. that I provide as well. I think. Um, Aldridge is a huge odds for the MVP. Um, will thrive in the system um, and will probably be the number one offensive uh, target for the Spurs. Um, and I, I think the Spurs will be obviously they haven't particularly lost anyone um, apart from you know Splitter is obviously a, a, a bit of a loss to the front court depth. Bellinelli was a nice player off the bench, but I think obviously you know what you're going to get with the Spurs. Yeah, we know that up there again next season. We know they've got depth. We know that they're gonna um, play the same way. My biggest concern with them is Tony Parker. I think that he's on quite a steep decline. Uh, if you were following, if any of our followers were following the Eurobasket over the summer, that he was he was a, basically a non-entity. He didn't really do anything. Um, I'm concerned about him. I do really like Aldridge. I love the pickup of David West on a on a vet min. Um, Kawhi Leonard is turning into one of the best two-way players in the NBA. Uh, I just, I just don't. In the regular season, they're going to rest. We know as that. We, I was going to say, as much as we've just talked them up to be one of the best play, uh, teams in the NBA, we've both gone for under. Um, you, you sort of significantly three and a half wins is quite significant, really. When most, you know, obviously Vegas don't get things too much wrong. I think what's um, interesting to, I, to point out I've though is that. The uh, the line has actually now dropped. It's uh, it was fifty eight and a half. I'm just going to check. I think it's down to fifty six and a half now, um, which makes it basically us spot on really with what we were saying. Yeah, I mean it would have been a play on the others. To be honest, if it is now fifty six. No, I just checked. It's fifty seven and a half. So it's it's a. I'd still be inclined to go under. Um, too many units, um, just because. You know, the, the Spurs still are the Spurs after all. Um, I don't think they'll get the first seed, um, especially if their division is so tough. Um, I think that's something we... I, I don't want to say we, we will leave this alone. Um, I think that's something we need to maybe re research and 
discussing more detail at a later time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's something that I think we'll have to get back to you on, on our play on this one. Um, I'd say for now it's a slight play of the unders, a, a very a small wager, um, if you are interested on, on this over-under line. Yeah, I'll um, I, I think, think that's um, something that we need to discuss at a later time and um, uh, it will probably end up as a no play, um, to be honest. OK, moving on to Toronto. Um, last year was 49 and 33. This year, the Vegas have got them at 45 and a half. So they've got them as a three and a half game drop off from last year. And I, d I don't really understand why that is, to be honest. Um, the division's got a bit stronger. I get that. But I quite like what they've done. Uh, they've picked up Carroll. They've picked up. Uh, Corey Joseph, a good backup point guard from the Spurs. Louis Scola, good backup number uh, four from the Pacers. I don't know. I quite like the overs here. I think that they, I think they're going to get about the same record. Like I've got them at forty-eight. I think they're going to have about the same record this year. I quite like, I quite like the overs. What do you think? Well, I've got them at forty-six. Obviously, the the, the, the line is forty-five point five. Personally, I'm. Not sure they will win forty nine, and I think that the line is absolutely spot on. Um, they've, there is a nice roster there, though. I think Bennett will enjoy being back in Canada. I think Biombo is a nice pickup, um, especially defensively. Carroll uh, on paper is an excellent pickup at thirteen point six million in a new system. Um, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that's good value, but. Another um, thing to point obviously, out. DeRozan and Johnson, are, I do really like DeRozan. I do quite like James Johnson as well. Um, as you said, Corey Joseph is a nice pick-up. Uh, Lowry's lost a lot of weight over the summer. Do you expect him to have such a good season as he had last year? Well, I think he's going to have a better season. Um, I think that uh, I think he's looking fantastic. I'm not sure how much you can put into pre-season, but in terms of efficiency and points scored, he's, he's the most efficient player in the NBA in pre-season. He looks amazing. I think he could be yeah, a... Um... You do quite like the overs on this one, don't you? I think... Um, problem is, they got 49 last year. For, that was, you know, that was good for fourth in the East. Yeah. I can't see them being fourth in the East this year. I think the Wizards will probably be above them. The Bulls will be above them. The Cavs... Yeah, uh... I, don't, I don't disagree particularly, but I just think the East are going to pick up more wins in general. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah. I mean, I obviously we we are trying to agree on things when we can, but I, do, I personally like this one, and people have got to make their own mind up at the end of the day. Your own decisions. Um, yeah, good office quote there. Always good to slip those in. Um, I do try. So the penultimate team of the NBA is the Utah Jazz. Um, we've got a bit of a disagreement here. I I really like the Utah Jazz. I. Post All Star break last year, they were, they had the best defensive record in the NBA by quite a distance, um, and they were just winning games for fun. Yeah. Um, I've, I've gone the the lines at forty point five. Um, last year, let's have a look. What did they pick up? Thirty eight wins. I think if you look at their post All Star break record, I think they were running at about six um, hundred kind of records. So they were looking good. Um, I like the overs here. I think they're going to. I think they're going to make the playoffs, and I think that they're going to be eighth seed. And I think to make the playoffs, they're going to need forty-four wins. So that's my reasoning. I think they're going to be that last playoff team. I think they, you may need more than forty-four. Um, I can't see them winning forty-five games. Who have you got as your eighth seed then in the in the West? Who do you think? 
Um, Do you think the Sun? Because we said the Suns probably not. The Mavs probably not. Well, I, I'd certainly take out the Trailblazers and Pel- uh, not uh, the Trailblazers and the Mavs from the playoff hopes this year. Um, obviously, Thunder are, are replacing one for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can write off the Nuggets, Kings, Lakers, and Timberwolves. You, you are you just you are looking at Suns or, or Jazz. If it's very difficult to be honest, based on the end of last season, I would suggest the Jazz only because, as we said, we're not sure what the Suns are going to plan to do. Is that good for forty-five wins though? I'm not so sure. I mean, looking at their their team. Gobert is a, had a fantastic year last year. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sold. I'm not hundred percent buying the hype um, as one of the better centres in the NBA. There's certainly talent there. It's going to be difficult for him to replicate it this year as he's a known quantity now. Um, they haven't particularly brought in anyone of no, um, nor have they really lost anyone. Of no, the the loss, you know, the loss of um, Dante Exum is going to be a big loss. I, I grant you that, but um, I just think defensively they're they're a real force. I mean, if you look at the advanced stats, their points in the paint allowed with Gobert on the floor is is almost the low, well, is the lowest in the NBA. And you've got to remember he didn't play the first 25, 30 games last year. Um, I'm going to say now that I can't see them winning forty five games. I can't see them winning your prediction of forty four games. Um, obviously, I've got them at 39, the Lions 40 and a half. Maybe I've been slightly harsh. I think they may, may get 41. Um, I, it's certainly a no play for me. I'm, I'm, I think you're, you do seem inclined as though you're going to be making a play of the overs. If we were to advise um, a play on this game, well, we, we, can't, we, we disagree, um, which means I personally would, would say that it's, it's a no play. Um, However, if you want to sell it to people that are listening to this um, podcast, uh, maybe you can do a write-up um, on the Utah Jazz on their own. See if, if, if you are inclined, you know, you feel this strongly about them going over 40 and a half, um, maybe that's something you can do. Um, but you do like this line, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I think in order for them to make the playoffs, they're going to have to go over, and I think that they will make the playoffs. So on that basis, I think... I think forty and a half is too low. I really, I really like. I think they could at times struggle to score, but you look at their average points allowed last year, and it's you know it's it's the best defense in the NBA. Um, and I, I just like I like what they're doing, and I think that teams underestimate them. There's that element of surprise gone. I get what you're saying, but yeah, I, I like the overs there a lot. But you know we can't agree on everything, right? Last team in the NBA, Washington Wizards. We have both agreed on this. The line in Vegas is 45 and a half. Uh, last year, they had a 46 and 36 record. So basically what the line is this year. I think, though, that they're going to improve slightly. I think I like the overs here. I think that they're going to be possibly the three or four seed in the in the East. Um, uh, I think they're the fourth seed. I think that John Wall is one of the best up-and-coming point guards in the NBA. He's very... Obviously, very athletic, very explosive, a good I think, defender. I think um, um, the problem was as a number one draft pick, he, 
he didn't shoot the ball particularly well in the comedy NBA. He made some silly decisions. Um, His shooting's improving, for sure. Of course, and at, at 25 years old now, especially last season, I think you're potentially looking at an MVP candidate. Not that I think he can um, get over the hill and win it. Um, I think he'll certainly be um, talked about um, at some point during the season. Yeah. He's um, facilitating... And, and, and assist rate is, is excellent. He's, he's improved his shooting. Obviously, athletically, he's up there with Rose and Westbrook as the athletic best athletic point guards in the NBA or in the NBA history. Um, I, I do really like this team. What do you think? That, I mean, they've lost a couple of players. I think Will Bynum is a bit of a loss. I mean, he didn't stay there too long. Um, but I, the Will Bynum was a player I did quite like. Um, and, and, and certainly, Seraphim, uh, people may not know too much about him. He, he didn't. You know, he obviously didn't start last year or anything, but he did provide some good minutes off the bench, some good energy, some good defence. Um, and maybe you can talk to people about this the loss of Paul Pierce. Yeah, I mean, I think Paul Pierce is, uh, as we know, one of the best players in the last 10, 15 years. I actually think this trade is going to improve them. I think that Otto Porter is one of the most underrated players in the NBA at the moment. I think that him and someone like him and CJ McCollum at, at Portland are two players that you want to have your, in your fantasy team this year. Uh, I like Otto Porter. I really like him as a player. I think Bradley Bill's going to have a breakout year as well this year. I think that last year he was massively under uh, underwhelming. I think he's going to have a breakout year. I just a bounce think, back year, maybe, because he was quite good the season before. Yeah, but I, I guess what I mean is a breakout year is a, a breakout year as in terms of one of the top five shooting guards in the NBA. I think no, that's, this, this is me, Bradley Bill going to be a star in the NBA um, and this is you know here's the stats to prove it yeah I mean I think that two or three you know, as you said two years ago he had a really good year I think that people were looking at him in parallel with Clay Thompson and I think that Clay Thompson has kind of stepped ahead of him now and I think that this year he's going to kind of put himself in that bracket with Butler with Thompson certainly offensively I'm not sure defensively he's quite as good as Butler as no, uh, no, no. Clay Thompson. No, he's not the two-way player they are, but I mean, in terms of offence, I think he needs to have a 20-point year this year. Of um, course. And I think um, I think yeah, I like, I like it. I like, what they, I like what they are going to do this year. I think the Overs is a nice play here. There's a good front court there with Gortat, um, then a Chris yeah. Humphreys. You know, people laugh at him. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I think he's more than serviceable. Uh, and and Blair as well. That's a nice that's a nice front court. Yeah, so uh, I quite like the overs here. Uh, not a massive like massive disparity between us and the line, but I do, I feel pretty confident they're going to be. I in think the they're certainly going to creep over the line. I don't. I would. I certainly would never ever play the unders. Um, and, and playing the overs would be what I'd be inclined to play. And, I mean, although we've only got, I mean, you've got it at 47, I've got it at 48, the line's 45 and a half, and I, I do quite like the overs here, so... Right, shall we, um, shall we summarise them? Obviously, we've gone through all 30 teams, um, we've kind of given our opinions, we've agreed on a few, disagreed on a few. As you can tell, um, a lot of what we've said is kind of in line with Vegas, so we're not going to go silly this year on, on over-unders, um, but I think... I think you know, a, there's a few good plays here. The pace is under. Do we agree? Yeah, I mean, give us your top. Th- uh, give us your top three. Okay, my top three. Um, I like the pace is under. Yeah. I like. I like. I don't know. I think I like the um, the Spurs under. I think that's yeah. going to be a good play. And I like the. 
I like the heat. Jazz. The Surely heat. the jazz. Well, I think I'm trying to look at what we've kind of both got. I like the heat over as well. I think the heat over is, is, is an excellent one. Um, I think per- personally, I think the balls is one of my favourite plays. Yeah, I mean, we disagreed uh, there, but I, I, so, yeah, I know I, you like the I, balls. Uh, Um, um, and, and the heat, I think. Yeah, I like the heat as well. I think that the heat's going to go comfortably over. Do we like the Lakers as well under, I think? Okay. Um, seems like we've had a bit of technical difficulty to, uh, to finish that. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to um, post this podcast... Um, hopefully you guys can have a listen to it and check it out. Um, what we'll do is we'll put our our plays underneath the podcast and the odds and where you can get the best odds from, um, so you guys can make your decisions as well. Um, Sorry, I think you, I lost I lost I lost you there, Adam. Oh, um, he's back. Um, yeah. So basically, what I've just said is that we're gonna post the podcast now, um, and what we'll do underneath the podcast is just put our top plays in and where they can get the best prices from. Brilliant. Um, so, well, yeah, I think that concludes the podcast. I hope you, um, obviously it's been a long one. Um, obviously you don't have to listen to it all at once. Um, we hope that you can find some interesting um, piece of information there. And obviously um, contact us on Twitter at NBA Tips one um, or leave a um, comment on the website, uh, com. Um, definitely like to hear your views, um, especially if you disagree with us or um, things that you, or even if you, you know, agree with us or some players. Um, any feedback, more than welcome. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hope you enjoy the podcast and look forward to discussing uh, any opinions you guys might have uh, with the upcoming season. Yeah, so don't forget NBA Tips onecom We've got the season starting tomorrow. Every day we'll be putting um, tips out and um, we hope to obviously have another profitable year. Uh, Check us out soon for the next podcast.